6.6, the horror. Welcome to the podcast where we address, stress, and obsess over everything horror. Here, as your foreman today, it's Lynn Leatherface. Joined alongside, as always, Hell's Hooligan. Hello! We got Evil Eddie. Hi! Right in front of me. Bunch of sexy men I'm surrounded with. And a very, very sexy topic, might I add. What are we talking about today, Lynn? Huh, what is today's topic? Striking gold, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. Striking oh, gold. Oh, man. So mm. the Beverly Hillbillies. How did you know? The that San Francisco on 49ers. He's fucking reading my mind. Yeah? Oh. Yep. No, no, even better. We were talking about the Halloween franchise. The oh. Halloween franchise. That's what we're talking about today? The definitive, in some cases, it could be the one that just, uh, for, we had a conversation last podcast, and it, it's near and dear to all of us. It kind of opened the door for us for a lot of things. So we're going to dive deep, but not too deep. As not said, too deep. Whereas no. I said before, we're not film critics, we're not filmmakers, we're fans. So we're going to dive as deep as uh, as we feel we need to. Yeah, to cover you know, we, we've done some research. Uh, and, and we could just read uh, you know, out, of, out of a book or off of Wikipedia to you, but uh, you guys can do that shit on your own. Yeah. We're yeah. here to just talk about uh, what we like and dislike, and you know, uh, we're, we're just going to give some opinions on it, more or less. Yeah, yeah, we might read off a few VHS boxes. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, so we're, we're going to go through uh, all of them. We're not leaving anything out. We're not saying, hey, because three didn't feature... No, we're, we're going to hit them all. We're going to hit everything. Yeah. It's going to be fun. You know, we our first podcast was mainly just about us, what we love about horror, like yeah. what got us into it in the beginning, and uh, and now we get into the nitty and gritty. Honestly, I kind of want to dive in because we've all been kind of bursting at the seams a bit. Every time we talk to one another, it's like, yeah, save it for the second episode. No, 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 no. And it's been tough. We've actually had some discussions, wow. but we want to keep it uh, pretty organic. Like, we want it to come out um, to you guys that are listening, just like you were here with us having a conversation. So... Uh, very much off the cuff. And what better place to start than Halloween? Absolutely. You know, we, yeah. we really went over all the different uh, slew of movies that we could cover yeah. as our like first movie to, to review or franchise or whatever. But, you know, I think that for all of us, Halloween is the holy grail. Yeah. And that's why we want to do this one. I think that we'll probably bust this into maybe two episodes because there's a lot of information be. going on. It's very possible. You know. and, and before we start talking about it, we should probably discuss the format of how this cool. episode is going to go and future episodes because Love it. we will be talking about franchises. Yeah, yeah. So, first things first, we are not giving stars. Stars are bad. So, yeah, good point. We're not the Yelp of fucking movies. We're not Spoiled Tomatoes or whatever that fucking website is. They're rotten. Yeah, yeah I know. But yeah. We're, we're not here for that. That's not what we want to do. We'll give it a thumbs up, thumbs down. No ratings either. No we're ratings. not going to give it a 7.1 or any of that kind of yeah. bullshit. We're not fucking film critics. No, so we're not film that. critics. Hey, you know what? We are regular, everyday, normal, middle-of-the-road, cookie-cutter, garden-variety, run-of-the-mill, average horror fanatics. Dude, I would call us... Aficionados. Aficionados. Yeah. 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 And I want what you said on a fucking shirt. 
Well, that would be a good show. Coming soon. Yes. For a lot of you listening, you're you're into horror. And if and if you're not and you're getting introduced to this by someone else, fantastic. Again, we've all stayed. We're not here to convert people, but hey, we're glad you're here either way. So you may not necessarily fucking care if it's a thumbs up and thumbs down for us because you've seen it. You may think differently. That's where we want to hear from you. Yeah. Yeah. That's where we want feedback yeah, from you. Yeah, convince us. If there's yeah. something that we don't like about the movie, convince Fuck us. Yeah. You know, I, you know, and again, if you can convince us otherwise, by all means, please uh, let us know what please you do. think. Please um, do. Good point. I'm glad we stopped everything <laughs> <laughs> for that one. Thank you for tuning in. Let's, we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Let's dive in, guys. Let's, <laughs> let's jump right in. But hey, let's get some proper introductions before we start the main event. I think out of all franchises, this one would be our fave. Yeah. Yeah. Collectively yeah. our favorite. Yeah. I think so. We we have a, a big Halloween hard on for Halloween. Schwing. Yeah. Showing. Showing. And I think a lot of people do too. So without further ado, let's start with the very first film, Halloween. Guys, thumbs up, thumbs down. Hooligan, what do you think? Most definitely. A thumbs up from me. Yep. Yeah, Ready? a thumbs way up. Yeah, thumbs up for me as well. So all three of us, thumbs up. That's thumbs up. off to a good start. All right? So let's just imagine that you are in the video store. Hey, that sounds like a cool name for a segment. Yeah. And you see this movie, all right? You see the box art. What do we think? Is it intriguing you to pick it up? Yeah, let's uh, take a little read of the back of the box. Let's do it. Let's pick it up and read what this movie claims it has to offer. On a black and unholy Halloween night years ago, little Michael Myers brutally slaughtered his sister in cold blood. But for the last 15 years, town residents have rested easy knowing that he was safely locked away in a mental hospital. Until tonight. Tonight, Michael returns to the same quiet neighborhood to relive his grisly murder again and again and again. For this is a night of evil. Tonight is Halloween. Cool. Very cool. Um, nice. Yeah, and I, I think there's a lot of good points there. I think it's good. I think it's intriguing. Uh, for me, especially the box art, I think this is uh, one of the most iconic box arts 
uh, or posters of all time. Really, really cool looking how it's like the jack-o'-lantern that it kind of turns into the butcher yeah, knife. It's yeah. got the hand. The hand yeah. looks really cool and, and all veiny. And then also, if you look at the hand, there's a face in the hand. Face in the hand. I didn't know that for years. And I saw an article online about it. And I was kind of like, oh, wow. Now, now I can't see it without the face. Yeah, you're <laughs> right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. but it, really awesome. So, yeah, intriguing yeah. as fuck. Great, great design. Uh, the font is simplistic. Um, that's got a good catchphrase. You know, they didn't go the route of overdoing it with like a bloody font. You know, it's very just streamlined. And it's effective. Ooh, good right? point. Yeah. It's good yeah. point. Very Classic, classic. simple, and creepy. All three of those yeah. in one. Much like the movie. Much like the movie. Which... Shit, I want to watch this movie now. <laughs> I, I do too. <laughs> well, if you haven't seen it, uh, then that's just stop what you're doing. But I would imagine everyone has. So we all agree the, the box art's pretty legit. All right. So. I would say let's go around. No, let's take some time for ourselves and just talk about this movie and the impact it had on us. Hooligan, would you like to start us off? Indeed, I would. Well, then okay. I will do that. Okay. <laughs> so, as I said, I give it a thumbs up. One of my favorite movies of all time. Not just as a horror movie, but as a movie, one of my faves. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Some things that I like about it. I like the overall simplicity of the movie. I, I feel that they didn't overdo anything. Um, it's, it's pretty to the point. And, yeah. I, and I really like that. You know, they start adding in all these other elements in the later Halloween yeah. movies of yeah. the, the Cult of Thorn <laughs> and, and all these other things. But I really like the simplicity of this one. There's not a lot going on. It really takes place over a, one day and night. Yeah. Uh, I think that's really, really cool how they did that. I love the cinematography of this movie. Uh-huh. Dean Cundy was the, uh, was the person who handled all of that. And I think that he did a really good job about making it dark. There's kind of like a blue tone to this movie uh-huh. uh, and I really like that uh, some of the, the later movies were a little too bright for me so I like the tone of this movie especially the night scenes I think they did a really really good job I also like that they uh, they made use of like the point of view shots uh, so like the very first scene of the Definitely. movie when you when you see Michael going in and killing Judith I thought that was really effective how he did that and I think that was his idea if I remember uh, reading that so yeah good stuff there on the cinematography the character development is awesome the dialogue is awesome i know that john carpenter and deborah hill had a lot to do with that i believe deborah hill kind of handled all of the the teenage girls dialogue while mm. john carpenter was mainly over the donald pleasance yeah. uh, dialogue so I, I think that donald pleasance is a huge huge part of this movie and uh, why it's so good uh, but also you, you kind of like the characters it's funny, too, because you don't see them together all that many times. There's really only one scene. You see all three girls together walking right. home from school. Um, from there, it's just seeing them individually. But you learn to like them pretty damn quick. And so when when they get killed off, if, if they get killed off, you kind of care about them. And you're kind of like, oh, I didn't want to see them go. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's part of the movie. Yeah. It's part of it, it being a slasher flick. But, yeah, I, I like pretty much every single character of this movie. I, I think it, it really kind of pulls you into the film. Um, from there, the intro is kick-ass in this movie. I really like that. I like how it just goes right into the intro. There's no, uh, you know, scene, scenes, and then it kind of goes in the intro, and then back into the movie. Some I like of the later ones did that. Some of the later ones did that, yeah, yeah. So I, I really like how this one's just straight into the intro. It's very cool. Um, the score is incredible on this. I know John Carpenter did a fantastic job with it. I mean, it's like one of the most iconic scores of all time. Like I said, the poster is super iconic, so is the score to go along with. And if I remember reading about this too, um, you know, when John Carpenter screened this for the the studio, they thought it was a bit boring. 
uh, because there was hmm. no music to it. So he had to go back and, and write the, the music and the score and everything and put it to the movie. Uh, and he did that in a very short amount of time. So right. kudos to him, man. Fucking genius when it comes down to the music. Sure. Um, I love the mask in this one. It's by far my favorite mask out of any of them in the franchise. Um, but it's not just the mask. It's the fact that Nick Castle was the main person to wear the mask. The way that he kind of walks and, and presents himself, it's, it's, the mask is very fitting for him. Yeah. Um, I think that if, it, you know, if anybody else put that mask on, it wouldn't have the same effect, which is kind of a weird concept because yeah, it's a mask. Yeah, I mean, anyone can, anyone can play that person. Right, but right. not anyone can play it well. He did it very, very well. He kind of set the tone for the, the later Michaels. And then, uh, so yeah, those are some of my big likes for the movie. You know, it's hard to say that I have any dislikes for this one. I, you know, it's it's pretty damn close to perfect for me. I would say that some of the murders didn't seem very realistic in the movie, yet still very stylish. You know, when Judith dies and she's screaming, it doesn't seem like a very authentic scream. Yeah. Uh, when yeah. Annie gets killed, or when Linda gets killed, there's hardly any noise being made at all, so... You know, that's kind of, like, unrealistic, but I know that if you look at it or watch the movie, the only blood you see in the movie is the very first kill, and I know that John Carpenter and Deborah Hill were, were pretty adamant about this being <laughs> um, a little more stylish than just gory. Yeah. You know, so yeah, they wanted they, to kind of... Conscious efforts to make this movie different than what was out there. Yeah. Exactly. You could, you could tell. Exactly. So, when I say that some of the murders didn't seem realistic... I wouldn't even say it's like a pet peeve or, or a really an annoyance of any yeah. sort. It's just kind of like if I could maybe change one little thing about And how movie, many times did you have to watch this movie for that to even really register with many you? Times, you know what I mean? Many yeah. times. I've watched this movie. Yeah. Well, every Halloween I watch it for and, you know <laughs> for the past however many years. Yeah. Uh, no complaints about this one. Again, it's not just one of my favorite horror movies. One of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. It's on in there. So yeah, that's what I think about it. Lovely points, dude. You've left us nothing to talk about. Just kidding. Yeah. No, but that's fantastic stuff. I love that you mentioned that's like near perfection. And I think that you, we may not find that in this series for the rest of the time. <laughs> Certainly not in this series and, and really not in a whole lot of other maybe movies. Maybe not in, in the general. horror movies. Now, they, <laughs> yeah. There are some, you know, and we'll go over it when we get there with tweaks that maybe could have come close to it. But yeah, good points. Okay, okay. Well, Evil Eddie. Yeah. What, what what are your thoughts? What does this film do for you? Well, where, does, where does it hit you? Uh, right you in the jack-o'-lanterns? Right <laughs> in the jack-o'-lanterns. <laughs> no, uh, actually, right from the beginning of the jack-o'-lantern, I mean, the way the movie starts off is incredible. Yeah. Just a very... It feels like Halloween. I mean, the movie's called Halloween. It should feel like Halloween, and it fucking does it. Right mm -hmm. from the very beginning with that score. Uh, I remember as a kid, that was extremely scary music. I think it's still a very effective theme song, and so is the rest of the score. Uh, the characters in the movie are incredible. You know what? There's not a huge amount of time dedicated to all the characters. It's pretty much you get a little bit of them, you get them interacting with each other, and then... Brownies are done. Hell yeah, I'm gonna get so stoned on these brownies, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we were just fucking talking about how to silence uh, devices, but it shit happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Turn that up and down. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, characters, they're not convoluted to the point of where you know everything about them. You just get the conversation interactions with each other. I think that's really what makes the characters so likable, what Hooligan was saying. The development is specifically off of each other. Also, I think Jamie Lee Curtis was a great final girl. Laurie Strode was written well, but I think Jamie Lee Curtis made it believable. Uh, I know there's parts in the script where 
she kind of improvised, and uh, I don't think that she felt all that great about the role until John Carpenter called and said she did such a great job, and she was truly amazing. Yeah. Uh, and then Dr. Loomis, he was just brilliantly uh, played, and he's a one-take guy, and uh, basically he wasn't even their first choice for the movie, which we'll talk about in a little bit later, some trivia on it, but very, very good uh, lines delivered by Donald Pleasance. And then... I, I don't know if I have much more to say that Hooligan and already touch on. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's one of my favorite movies ever, not just in the franchise, but my favorite ever, not just in horror either. So basically, I've watched it maybe hundreds of times. A few times. Yeah. That's what's tough when a movie's as good as this is to not have the same talking points. And I think that it's like, we'll probably come across this just in discussions we like and dislike a lot of the same stuff and that's okay uh because i think with a movie like this you're gonna have a lot of the same talking points so it is kind of tough to say well this is what i pull away differently and i think for me it's everything that you guys had summed up i don't know what came first for me if my love for the holiday or the love for this film because to me they're so tied together mm -hmm. and as a kid this kind of elevated Halloween to a different level for me. The, the film it kind of personifies the holiday as a movie. Yeah. Which yeah. originally this movie was not even meant to be like during Halloween. Yeah. But it was the producers that came back and said, no, make this happen in one night. I think it was to save some money right. more than anything. So not have to have a bunch of production. But it was like, let's let's make it on a, on a Halloween yeah. night. That's it's like, like, again, it kind of personifies that holiday. It does. And, it, and it, I think if you... If you Watch it on every you know Halloween like I do, and like I know probably all of us do. Um, at the right time of night, the the mood's right. It really kind of escalates this movie to a different level, and so I think that that's one of the things that I I, I do enjoy about it so much is that there is such atmosphere in this film that you don't really see in a lot of other horror films, not only from this time but from there forward. And it was certainly not the first of its kind, but it was the one that sort of. Uh, set the tone for other films to follow and to live up to. And I think that says a lot considering that they were working on a smaller budget, working under time constraints. So, I mean, it, it's it's really kind of a wonder that that we got this film uh, in, in its state because, I mean, so much can go disarray and change throughout a production of a film. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, what they did was, was great. I mean, there's... The film itself, there's just enough backstory about the Michael Myers... To keep me wondering why he is the way he is, but it doesn't go into it too much. Which again kind of personifies evil in itself. And that the fact that evil could potentially be anyone under that mask. I think that it, the movie itself creates a spirit of Michael Myers that sort of again is larger than the film itself. Because as it carries on, you've got this sort of uh, Mount Rushmore of characters in the franchise. You have Dr. Loomis, you have Michael Myers, and Laurie Strode. Now, they're not always all together in all these films, but really, to me, those are sort of the mecca. But the one that carries it, the, the, the thread that lines it all together, is Michael. Even though I love to say Donald Pleasance, a, a fantastic, by the way, a, a modern uh, Van Helsing, whatever you want to put him in. He's so great in these movies. But what keeps it all together is no, no matter how bad the movies may get in the franchise you still have this fascination with Michael and it all kind of is birthed in this movie. Just yeah. knowing enough about uh, he killed his sister and, and especially in this movie, singularly, it just, it sets a very eerie tone because like that's all you really know. 
Well, and that kind of goes back to the the simplicity that I was Mm -hmm. talking about. You don't, you kind of leave the the film wondering why he did what he did. How did he get away in the end? How could he have survived that? And and it kind of, and then from there, Michael kind of transcends the film and, you know, he becomes this, this icon of horror in general. Like everyone knows who Michael is. Everyone knows the song and things like that. And a couple other things, like you just said, is like how it sets the tone. This movie, not though it wasn't the first of its kind. Mm-mm. It sets the tone for other slasher flicks. And then, like Eddie said earlier, uh, Lori being the final girl, she kind of sets the tone for final girls and yeah. slasher yeah. flicks going it, forward. It doesn't really do what what other horror films at that time were doing as far as tropes. What this film does is it creates new ones yeah. that were emulated by many, many other um, franchises and, and films trying to capture, again, what they did here. And, and, and going back to... A point you made, you know, there not being any blood and not being overly gory, man, isn't it, isn't it something? Because one of the creepier scenes in the movies, and one of my favorite scenes, because it feels so real, even when I watch it today, um, when you see Michael off in the distance, I'm carrying off that body, or Tommy sees him, that to me is so well shot and well put together and just so creepy that, like, he's seeing it, is he really seeing it? Is this the boogeyman that he's been, they've been talking to him about? Like, I just put myself back as a child, like, playing my mind playing tricks on me. Like, did I really just see that? No, I think I just did. I mean, horrifying shit. He was scared the fuck out of you. Yeah, he was scared the fuck out of me if I saw, you know, in this sort of silence, someone carrying a body around the corner of a house. Like, what do you do? I mean, obviously you call the cops, but you you, you kind of freeze and you panic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just, I love shit like that in this movie. And right. I love that he's a very resourceful killer. Um, he's smart. He's smarter he's smart. than, he, than he's given credit for. He, very much so, and that's another theme throughout the franchise that he, he's he's a, he's a smart smart killer and he's resourceful. Um, and that whole cat and mouse game that he plays with his victims, you know, again is set up here. The pacing of this movie, I think, is another one of my my favorite um, things about it, and one of the things that I think is just real impactful. It's got a great pace. It's not overly long. The development's quick, but. As it plays out with this sort of negative space throughout the film and this give and take and cat and mouse, um, the music plays such a, a key part because there's great hits in this movie. When the music kicks in, they did it right. And again, not to go too far ahead when talking about other movies, it doesn't always work. They tried in some other films, yeah. and just within this franchise... This one's extremely effective. This one is extremely effective. And so it's really a symphony of cinematography, music, and um, the silent killer. Yeah. And, I, and I don't mean there's zero flatulence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there um, is zero fat in this movie, so that's... very, very little. So it was, it was great. I mean, things that I would change, I don't know. It's, it's splitting atoms, man. Like there are some weird little things with the alarm that goes off and timing. Um, You're talking about at the, uh, the hardware store. Hardware store. You I could mean, probably cut that out, and that would. Not changed. Yeah, yeah that's, some, that's just, kind of a weird order of events, the sequence of it. But, I mean, it, that doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me either. No. And I had to watch this movie a bunch of times to for that to be like, yeah. me really even notice that at all. We all give it a thumbs up. We all have our tidbits yeah. on... You know, I know that, uh, Eddie, you had some trivia. Why don't you uh, yeah. read off that for us? Give us yeah. some fun um, facts. Basically, the film was made on a $300,000 budget. It was shot in only 20 days. Donald Pleasance was only on set for five of those 20 days. He was paid $20,000 of the $300,000 budget. John Carpenter initially envisioned Christopher Lee for the role of Dr. Loomis. He declined. Peter Cushing was his second choice. He also declined. Both of those were Hammer Horror film icons. Donald Pleasance 
was who he settled on after the two declined, but Lee and Cushing both expressed extreme regret in not accepting the role for Loomis. Now, for those of you looking for some deleted scenes, look no further, they don't exist. The film was carefully scripted because of its tight budget, that there is zero deleted scenes or lost footage that we are missing out on. Uh, I know we've all read this, but uh, Richard Curtis made a novel. It's really good. We'll probably save that for another episode talking Maybe about it. Maybe the final thoughts. Yeah. We kind of like have a, a big open discussion of the franchise together. We'll probably talk on the yeah. novelization. Yeah, the, the novel is really cool. That They do give backstory on Michael. So like when we were talking about you're yeah. watching the movie, kind of wondering why he does what he does. The novel gives more insight into that, so we can talk about that at another time. But yeah, yeah it's, it's actually a very good novel. Yeah, and there's tons of trivia. What do you, what do you guys have? Uh, one thing I thought was interesting, as most films are, this was shot out of sequence. I very rarely do you find a film that's shot in sequence. But one thing that Carpenter did with Jamie Lee Curtis is he would go in with like a fear meter. So she would know what level of fear she needed to exhibit for each scene, which I thought was kind of a weird thing. And I don't know as an actor if that would hinder you. I mean, I've done some acting in, in the past. I Personally, I think it'd be odd. I mean, I think if you know the context of the scene, you've read the script, you you know what you are, do, or, are going into, you'd kind of know. But um, maybe it was just a, a clever directorial technique. It's worked, I guess. Um, it's effective. So yeah. I thought that was interesting that he actually had like a fear meter. Like, you were going to feel this fucking scared this scene. Maybe... Tone it down, not as much this Mildly scene. scared. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's just it's just an oddball thing. I didn't know that. That's a cool fact. Yeah. That's a very cool fact. And Lee Curtis rolled with the punches. Yeah. Punches yeah, she did. I've got one. I thought that this was insane. I didn't realize this until I started researching more about the movie. There was actually seven actors that played Michael in this movie. Seven? That's I thought crazy. there was only five. There was actually seven. Let me explain this. So you have Will Sandin... Uh, was the little kid, okay. played Michael. Uh, yeah. And then you had Tony Moran plays the adult version of Michael when the mask comes off. Right. Okay, so those are the only two times that you see the face of Michael. Mm -hmm. All right. Then you have Deborah Hill, Tommy Lee Wallace, and John Carpenter played Michael Myers. I didn't realize that John Carpenter played Michael. No, oh, interesting. Yeah. And then uh, from there you have Nick Castle, who this is a funny story. Uh, he just kind of strolls onto the set just kind of checking it out, ends up getting the role of Michael. I think he's paid like 50 bucks a day to do it. So uh, that's kind of a, a cool story there. Yeah. And then last, uh, lastly, we have Jim Windburn. He was the stunt double for Michael. Oh, that makes sense. So, so uh, yeah, so you yeah. seven different actors play Michael in this one film. Wow. Pretty cool. Didn't, yeah, that is. Didn't know there was so many people. So, yeah, fun facts. What's great about yeah. having a killer like that with a mask is like, you know what, the franchise could go on for fucking ever, you know? It, it's like when an actor dies and you see their face, It's I mean, they're doing shit now with face doubling and face matching, which I... Yeah, I uh, and I've got a, a, a thing I'll uh, touch on that uh, for another film yeah. later, but... Oh, but yeah, 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 absolutely. I think I know where you're going there. So, but yeah, overall, we love it. Uh, so, kills. There's seven kills in this movie, total, all right, including two doggies. All right. Aww. Well, which is really sad, actually. So but five humans, two dogs. Five humans, two dogs. Exactly. And again, so, Michael loves killing the the puppy dog, which I'm not a big fan of, buddy. But it's a thing with him. It's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a movie. He's a cat guy. Doesn't uh, fucking yeah. matter. Yeah. Any notable kills you guys want to point out? Uh, my favorite kill of the movie is Bob, uh, oh, played by John Michael cool. Graham. Uh, I love when Michael kills Bob because I, uh, Bob kind of hears something. He's downstairs in the kitchen. After it just got done boning, so Bob and Linda get done doing it, you know, upstairs. Give me another bear. Give, Give me another bear. bear. Yeah, a totally. <laughs> <laughs> and so Bob goes to get the beer, and uh, he hears something, 
and he opens up a cabinet real real fast like he's going to get somebody who's hiding from him. There's nobody there. Well, guess what? Michael's on the other side and bounces out and kills his ass. I just think it's cool how Michael can lift. He's so strong, he can lift Bob up off the ground, stab this butcher's knife right through the middle of Bob's body, and he ha keeps hanging there yeah, in the wood yeah. cabinet. I mean, I'm like, man, that is some strong-ass wood to keep him. Yeah, that just shows <laughs> some, some strength from that wood. Yeah, so, anyways, that's my favorite Michael. kill of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what? Mine is uh, when he kills his sister. Because if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't have the rest of the movies. Oh, uh, that's very true. So that's my favorite kill. Oh. And he does like the titties. <laughs> <laughs> is there titties in that one? Is Maybe. there titties in that scene? No. Maybe. Yeah. I'm going to say Annie is my favorite kill. Uh, basically, I like that's how... a good one. I like how Michael toys around with her. He toys around with her probably more than anybody in the movie. And just when you think that he's just going to keep toying around with her... Uh, right before, she, right when she gets in that car, and right when she realizes that she's been being fucked with, <laughs> he kills her. Yeah, awesome. I yeah, love, uh, uh, that it's makes, a good one. It's a good yeah. one, and probably one of the more gruesome kills in this movie. Mm -hmm. And the kill, excuse me, the kill count for this movie is rather low, too. Oh yeah, considering, considering. where where it goes, but still some effective ones. Yeah, so some good ones. Yeah. Well, all in all, great movie. Great, great movie. movie. Yeah, that's that's so that's Halloween, uh, and we have a few more to cover, don't we, boys? We got yeah. ten more. We got ten, ten more. You guys so better buckle up. You're crazy on along to Halloween too. Yeah, that's right. Let's do this. Sweet. But first, Amazing Grace. One of a kind rendition. Beautiful. Well, we all we all know what that means. Or if you've seen the movie, then that means you know we're going right into Halloween too. It can get real cold in here. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up for me too. It's done and done. So back to back, three thumbs up from all of us. Oh, so. Yeah. You know what? Let's give it a VHS reading. Let's see what's on the back of the box. Yep. yep. Picking up precisely where its predecessor left off. Halloween 2 follows the same ill-fated characters as they encounter the knife-wielding maniac they left for dead in the first Halloween. It seems inhuman Michael Myers is still very much alive and out for more revenge as he stalks the deserted halls of the hospital where his sister lays waiting. As he gets closer and closer to his terrified target, Dr. Loomis discovers the chilling mystery behind the crazed psychopath's savage actions. Written by horror masters John Carpenter and Deborah Hill, Halloween 2 is a spine-tingling dark ride into the scariest night of the year. Halloween 2, just when he thought it was safe to go trick-or-treating again. Excellent! Yeah. Sounds like a movie I'd like to watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like the storyline. I don't know if I like the artwork as much as really? I like the first one. I got fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Get out. No, um, not as much as the first one, but I, I do like it. It's I, got the, the skeleton and the jack-o'-lantern, and uh, again, it, it, it works for me. I don't know. I do it, like it. 
I do like it. It doesn't. It's not as, as effective as the first poster. It's not as eye catching. Yeah. It's not as eye catching as uh, the previous one or some of the future ones yeah. that are about to come. The okay, first one just did so much right. If I if I go back in time and I'm a little old lad just walking through the video store and I see that shit, it's yeah, getting I'm all it. it's, yeah. getting, it's getting rented by by me. I haven't yeah. thought about getting that tattooed somewhere on your body, on my dick. Oh, on your pain? <laughs> right on the end of your pain? Yeah. Ouchies. So, um, Halloween 2 for me is my favorite. I'll just, I'll start it off. Of it's, the franchise? It's, it's my favorite of the franchise. Um, and I think the, the big reason is, uh, is that the hospital plays a very sort of eerie environment to have this movie. And I, mm. and I love how it's this sort of labyrinth, uh, a maze and this trap for him to capture his enemies in. I, I kind of feel like this movie... Also, too, it's not why it's my favorite. I feel like this movie is kind of like that unwanted stepchild in a way. I feel like as the stories progress throughout the rest of the franchise, this movie really gets brushed over. Even when they recap events, like they completely will change the direction of the, the storyline and forget anything in 2 happened, right? It happened in 2018. Um, I don't think H2O even has a mention of this previous events in this movie. So it just kind of gets forgotten about and I know it critically wasn't great but I, I don't know I love the movie I think it's haunting I think the setting's great um, I love the cast uh, they got some really memorable characters some really funny characters I think the mask looks great again he's resourceful um, he uses his environment very well in this movie for kills which I know we'll get into in a second things that just don't really work for me I don't know I think that Michael doesn't have shoulders in this movie and it's weird <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I kind of get that, like Dick Warlock. Yeah. He, though a great Michael, yeah, just looks a not looks, as menacing as not the menacing, first. Yeah. No, and I, I do think that, and I don't know where this falls, like or dislike, but you really get the sense of this movie that Michael is beyond human, especially with things that happen at the end, right? I mean, he he comes out and that on fire, he gets shot in the eyes, but he still keeps going. I don't know if I like that or if I don't like that because in the first movie, it's so real, like that could be a person. And this one, when you start getting into that, like, yeah, suspend reality that it's a movie, but I, I don't know. I, don't, I like my Michael to be, like, like for real. Like, You're oh, talking shit. about him as if he's a person. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> um, but Pleasance is great. Jamie Lee Curtis, outside of that god-awful wig. <laughs> oh, yeah. The movie really works for me. Fucking fantastic. Uh, what do you think, Eddie? Uh, yeah, so, basically, I love the extension of Haddonfield. You really get to know Haddonfield in the first one, but you really get to know a little bit more about it in here. Yeah. And someone said, I think, on the documentary, it's kind of a character in its own. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. I love the chemistry between Loomis and the new officer he's with, uh, Deputy Hunt, I think his name is. Gary Hunt. Yeah, Harry Hunt. Um, Harry Cunt? <laughs> Did you say Harry? Harry no, Gary Hunt. I was Gary. sorry. Oh, okay. Yep. I, I, I could have sworn it was, yeah. but okay. Yeah. 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 But for the time, it probably was. <laughs> and and it was Gary Hart. Yeah, hell yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> but I love his uh, almost overacting. I fucking love it. Yeah. It is, it's so entertaining. Yeah. And uh, basically, what was it? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That gem of a line. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One of them was Annie. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. I, I love the introduction. I like how it kind of recaps the end of the first one because it takes place immediately after. But when the score kicks in, it's kind of an updated synth version. I love it. I love the reprise of it almost. Mm -hmm. 
and the pumpkin swimming apart, the skeleton. It's I love great, that. Great little. Oh, it's design. a very cool beginning. Yeah, and it, it, it's yeah. just like you know, that first one. If you're like, oh yeah, there's no topping that. Well, they they may not have topped it, but they did just as good. They did. They um, yeah, they did. They certainly. They didn't, like they didn't recycle what they did before, but they found something new that was effective. Thank you. Uh, which it's not easy to do, especially when you're having to follow like perfection almost. Yeah. Be real guys. Now, yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I really wish that someone will fucking recut the first and the second film and put them into one big fucking film. Yeah, that would be cool. That would yeah. be cool because there are certain things at the very beginning of, of two that flashes back. To events that happen at the end of one, but it's slightly altered. Like he, the part where his face is shown in the mask yeah. is not there, and he actually goes like over the banister instead of through it. Yeah, which is odd. Like just fucking. Well, and the, the funny thing is too. Supposedly Loomis shot him six times, but I count seven shots. Seven shots. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. that's kind of funny. I you know I'm, all the figures that done. I bought over the yeah. years with six bullet. That's a lie. I want a refund. Yeah. yeah. I need seven. I need seven. Yeah. Now, there were some things on this that I wasn't a huge fan of. I mean, number one, the nurse Marion Chambers, she was in the first movie just to drive Loomis to the hospital, and she's a nurse. And then in the second one, she all of a sudden has all this confidential <laughs> information. Yeah, there's... She's little, a fucking nurse. Holes there. The secret <laughs> file tucked away. Yeah. 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 What the fuck? She was married to the director, though, Rick Rosenthal, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she so was. that's why. Yeah. I'm going to throw you in here, honey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't like the sibling thing. I, I thought that the first movie was great as as it was. Yeah. They, I, 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 mean, could, I could do without that. The introduction of that, and that which goes on to be a, be a big part in the plot. So Yeah, so that that pretty much does it for me. Yeah. All right, hooligan. hooligan. Yeah, so uh, some things that I liked, a lot of the things that you just said, I agree with. Um, I like that the setting takes place at Haddonfield Memorial Hospital. I, I do think that's a, just a creepy factor of the movie in general. Which, Front yeah. Rags had those really cool hoodies they came out with. They sure did. Didn't get one, but no, you know they were very cool. But I like the setting of the of the movie. I like the fact that there's more kills in this movie than in the original, and they're very uh, they're very good kills. I, I thought they did a good job at the way that they kind of thought those out. Uh, I like the fact that Dick Warlock portrays Michael. Uh, not as much as Nick Castle, but I think he does a really, really good job. I love the mask in the movie. Shoulders or no shoulders? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Michael doesn't need shoulders. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I think the mask looks really good. It's, it's the closest to the original mask out of any of the movies in the franchise. Yeah. And I love it when he gets shot in the eyes and the blood's coming down. Very cool. Very cool looking. Uh, I love the characters in the movie. Uh, my favorite character is Bud, played by Leo Rossi. I think it's great <laughs> when he sings Amazing Grace, and he's just, you know, that kind of yeah. crazy character that Every you can't Every other help word you say is hell or sure damn. I <laughs> guess I just fuck up all the time. That cat, the people in the hospital, you it's like you get a sense that they've really worked together for a while. They, they do a really good job yes. as an ensemble. Yeah, He's like that annoying, per, pervy yeah, yeah. fucking guy that they work with, but it, it seems like everybody likes him. Yeah. You know? So that's good. Uh, again, like, like Eddie said, the intro is fucking killer on this one. Don't like it as much as the original one, but it's still really badass. The score is very, very good. It's very similar to the original one as well. Right. Um, Alan uh, Howarth, I guess is how you say his last name. Alan Howarth. Did all the score uh, for this, so really good job there. I love the ending of the movie when uh, Michael is lit ablaze Ooh. and uh, supposedly dies that way. <laughs> but does he die? <laughs> I don't think so. So, yeah, cool stuff there. Any dislikes about this movie? The cinematography is not quite as good on this one, and it's surprisingly, Dean Cundy does the cinematography on this. I don't like the the color tones in this one as much yeah. as I did the original. The original has that kind of blue, dark 
gritty look to it. And I it. wonder if it's just because, you know, they were in the confines of a hospital. There's a lot of fluorescence and, like, just getting that lighting right. Was, true, true. You know, and, and do I dislike the cinematography or the, you know, the color scheme? No, I don't dislike it, but it's like, if I'm going to say anything about the movie that might need yeah. to change, yeah, yeah that... And then obviously Lori's fucking hair is just awful. Yeah. I mean, they, it's like they tried to make it like the original. I don't understand and how she, they... She'd cut it for another movie, and so they had to get a wig. They, had, was... they did a wig, but it just looks really yeah. bad. Uh, it's it's, it's like, muffy. It's noticeable. Through the... <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's puffy. Sorry. Yeah. Like 1980s muffy? Yeah. It's puffy. Yeah. 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 Like a Gary Hunt or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Gary. Yeah, Gary Hunt. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's what I like and dislike about it, man. Overall, fucking great movie. Great uh, in the franchise. The first two movies are kind of a continuation of each other, so it all works. Yeah, was, thumbs up. Let's get to what. Let's talk about the kills. Let's okay. Well, there's eleven kills in this one, so okay. quite a bit more than in the first one with yeah. seven kills. Um, what's your favorite kill? My Man. favorite kill, honestly, is gonna be the scalpel to the back where he lifts up the nurse. I just, I just love that because I love that he used a scalpel. And, you know, he just found a sharp object that you could slice people quickly with, but also you see it used in a different way where he just, just brute strength and lifts her up, or her shoes fall off. I think it's, it's kind of like that Bob kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's it just a really one. works for me. Eddie, you know what? I'm gonna agree with you, Lynn, but I'm gonna be more poetic. My favorite kill. Was Nurse Jill? Wow! The scalpel to the back. Oh, yeah. I love how the shoes fall. Yeah. And uh, hit the floor, and it's silent. If I was seeing that in person, I would probably be pretty dumbfounded myself. Yeah. And it's tough because there's so many good ones in this yeah. one, but that's yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I'm gonna change it up a bit. My my favorite kill is Nurse Karen in oh. the hot tub. This is right after Bud gets killed. Yeah. Uh, and she's hanging out waiting for Bud to come back, and then Michael shows up, and uh, yeah, Nurse Karen is played by Pamela Susan Shoop. Shoop, do do do, whatever that fucking, you know what I mean. That song, yeah, that song never goes away. Yeah, exactly. So you got that going for. But no, I think it's funny how Michael shows up and like he's dunking her head in this like scalding water, and she's getting all burned, but his hand is totally fine. (laughs) So that's why I like this. You speak of him as if he's human, though. As if he's human. <laughs> he's evil. Right. And I shot him six times. Hey, evil doesn't blister and burn. No. Evil no. is blister and burn. Exactly. So yeah. yeah, that's cool. And you see some titties. Yeah. Yes, you do. Yeah. Yes, you do. And uh, she and she does like kind of lick and suck on his disgusting fingers. Yeah. Couldn't she get a taste of blood or something yeah. on there? I don't she, like, know. I don't know. But is that blood? Not blood. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, just blood, not blood. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of my favorite things in this movie, not a kill, too, I have to say, and always freaked me as a child, was the razor blade to the mouth. I, I love that. It's not a kill, but it's so creepy, and I always was so afraid that that was going to happen. It, you know, instead of, like, this sort of, like, paranoia throughout me, but when I found out that actually that never happened anywhere. Not once. Not, not one time. Mm-hmm. But I love that. It's not a kill, but... No, um, still creepy. More gore yeah. in this movie for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like that. And then, yeah, we're starting to amp it up a bit. And that actually brings me to some of the trivia that I kind of came across. Uh, basically, John Carpenter hated the first uh, pressing of this, or the screening I guess draft. Yeah, the first draft of it. Oh, the first draft of the screenplay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, wow. Uh, Rick Rosenthal was not happy with John Carpenter coming in and kind of saying, "No, no, all this is wrong." John Carpenter said it was not scary at all, and added all those violent kills. So any violent kill you see in it, that's John Carpenter. No. Uh, another thing is, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill did not want this to happen. They yeah. kind of were 
talked into it. So we could see Dana Carvey in one of his early <laughs> yeah, film his very moments. first it's like an film. extra or something. Is it his very first film? Yeah, yeah. He's an extra. Yeah, and then uh, like we were seeing in the earlier film of nineteen seventy eight. Footage from the second one was used in the first one as extra footage for TV. You so have the TV you, version of yeah, it. Yeah, so when you see yeah. Michael and Myers... there's actually several things that are yeah. different about the television yeah. version. quite a bit different. Yeah, a whole so list of them. Different so. little kid to play Michael, too. Completely. Yeah, totally yeah. different. Still kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. So, but that's all the cool stuff. Yeah, the, only, the only other trivia that I can think of is that there was some, uh, like, there's a murder that happened in California, which caused a lot of controversy, and it really got derailed. Like, people are like, oh, Halloween 2 is the blame for this. Um, this guy oh. killed an elderly couple, and it, for a brief time, like, there was a correlation between this movie and, and those murders, but it got shot down pretty quick. It was then when like, they hey. figured out after that it was Ozzy Osbourne when you played the record <laughs> yeah. backwards. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you're like, and that was it. I think the guy was on, like, hallucinogens or something, so, you know, that's, I mean, that's the only other factoid that I know of that's interesting that maybe is not well circulated, but. Yeah. Yeah. Good shit, man. Good shit. Yeah. Halloween 2 is fantastic. All right. Yeah. On to Halloween 3. On Halloween yeah. 3. We're going to California? We're going. Can, we can, give us a, as soon as we sing. You fuck! <laughs> <laughs> How dare you call me right when we start recording? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. We're going to do all of it over all again. Start over. Start over. No, we won't. Once more with feeling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we got... <laughs> Once more with the flu on the microphone. <laughs> so Halloween 3. Season of DeWitch. Yeah. Thumbs up, thumbs down, guys. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. And quite the departure we have. We all give it a thumbs up. So hey, three for three Halloween movies, even with a departure from the first two movies. This is a really a 180. Yeah. Yeah? So you go into the video store, you see this box. What are you thinking? For me, I'm intrigued. The cover art's fucking cool. Season of the Witch may throw me off a little bit, mm -hmm. but I will say this. Just based on the cover of this movie alone from a long time ago when I was a kid up until young adult, I avoided this movie. You know what, I did too. But I Even remember being in the store when I was a kid, I was like, that's a cool looking cover. Yeah. You know, that was a really cool looking box. But you kind of look got at it, it and you're like, there's no Michael here. Yeah. So I, yeah. I stayed away from it for a long time. That was actually my favorite cover of the Halloweens. I yeah, love it's, it's the great. cover. It was intriguing as shit. I guess not intriguing enough, though, because I didn't watch it until I was older. Yeah, yeah me too. Well, when you turn it over and let's kind of revisit that. Halloween is drawing near, and all across America, children are getting ready for what could be their last Halloween. When a man wanders into Dr. Dan Chalice's hospital, clutching a Halloween mask and raving about people trying to kill him, Dan assumes the guy is nuts. But then, the man that's gruesomely murdered and turned into a mysterious ash. With the man's daughter, Ellie, Dan decides to investigate the man's last days. The trail takes them to the spooky remote town of Santa Mira, home of Silver Shamrock Novelties Factory. But Silver Shamrock is anything but child's play. It is the home base of an ancient Celtic coven headed by a warlock with a diabolical plan to murder 50 million children on the Devil's Night. So put on your Halloween masks and get ready for a few hours of pure terror. Halloween is here again. Very nice job. Revisited. Yeah. I felt good about that you one. May not, yeah. You might skip this one if you've seen the first two. Yeah. Uh, so. Little did we know this was a kick-ass film. So good, and I feel like so such good. a doofus for skipping it. Uh, who wants to start? You know what, Eddie, why don't you start us off? You know, I'm going to say right from the very beginning, 
that fucking analog pumpkin, jack-o'-lantern, and the music, and then the score. But I love this fucking score. This is possibly my, it's going to be my second or third favorite John Carpenter theme. Also, Dan Fallis Chalice. <laughs> Big Fallis Chalice. <laughs> Who what? What does not watch this movie and say, I want to be... Just like that guy. Play on, player. Yeah, yeah, man. A successful doctor. Really, a really good rapport with the ladies. Yeah, he's trying to play Pickleton yeah. with several ladies in yeah. this movie. <laughs> and yeah. he's pretty successful. And he's successful yeah, well, he's with the tickle of the pickle. And <laughs> not even caring how fucking old they are. Yeah. Doesn't even, I mean. <laughs> I mean, that bitch could be 14, but, you know, hey, man, he's, he's going to town. You know, oh, I, I know. mean, it's, it's wow. cool. But he is one hot piece of man ass. Yeah. I, I mean, Hunk of Mancock. Hunk of Hunk of Robin Cock. <laughs> yeah. Now I know why this is going to take us a while. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, hey, you so, know what? Don't fault the guy. You know what he was out trying to look for, guys? You know what he's looking for? Show me some of that sweet, sweet pussy. <laughs> <laughs> he said it. He did it. I wondered if you were going to no. do it. He did it. He did it. Well, he succeeded. He did. Spoiler alert. Yeah. If you haven't seen he is movie. quite... The, um, what's like the opposite of a man-eater? Not the opposite, but like a the male woman version. woman-eater? <laughs> a womanizer. That would be the direct opposite. I'm not sure if it's the answer you're looking for. He was a woman-eater. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Going to Munchtown. Anyways. Uh... <laughs> oh, man. The droids are cool. The uh, characters, they weren't always likable, but they're necessary. You don't hate them, but you don't necessarily like them, but, you know, they meet their death and you kind of feel bad for them. Uh, we'll talk about kills later, but I think Cochran's a great villain. He's a warlock from Ireland, but he has an English accent all the way up till the very end, <laughs> yeah, so, when he suddenly changes. Gets super Irish, yeah. He gets very Irish. Ellie, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of her. I don't know if it's the way she's written or if it's the actress. But Eddie, she's just looking for Papa. She needs a Papa. Why is it a Papa? It's annoying when people do that. <laughs> it is. I'm sorry. Yeah. If you have a sweet Papa or Nunu or whatever it is. It's just a Papa. <laughs> hey, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm just an ass, no, but I, it's I annoying. Know, but she is older than she looks, apparently. <laughs> no, yeah, number one, uh, Doctor Big Phallus Chalice like sleeps with her like ten times, shit. and then he's like, "Wait, how old are you?" <laughs> and she's like, "I'm older. I look." He's like, "Oh, thank God." I have one of them statutory stitches on my hand again. Yeah. Me personally, as a kid, as as a uh, maybe 13, 14 year old, I'm like, she's older than she looks, so she's what. 45, 46? <laughs> she doesn't look like a, a fucking teenager. No. She certainly didn't look close to my age when I was watching I call it. that the Saved by the Bell syndrome. What is it with anything that's like before 2000, everyone looks fucking old? Yeah. It's true. Yeah. I don't it was a tough life back then. <laughs> it was. It's a hard knock life. <laughs> Anyways, go on, go on, go on. I'm done. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, so uh, things that I like about Halloween 3, because I do like this one. Again, the poster is fucking killer. Loved it, loved it, loved it. The intro is awesome. Second favorite intro in the franchise, the franchise. Uh, mm. I think it's really, really cool. The score is great. John Carpenter just nails it again. 
Um, I think that the fact that Michael is not in the movie is really cool. That they tried mm-hmm. to do an anthology thing. Eddie mentioned it earlier that John Carpenter and Deborah Hill did not want to do Halloween 2 because they saw the Halloween franchise as an anthology, uh, which they were able to implement in this third film. I thought that was really cool. I know a lot of people hate this movie because it doesn't have Michael, uh, but if this movie didn't have Halloween attached to the title, it would still be a, a fucking killer movie. Uh, I like the story, uh, the overall story with... Um, with the fact of, like, it has to do with Samhain, even though they call it Sam Hain in the second movie, they now call it Samhain in the third movie. Copyright like is, is Lord of the Rings character, doesn't it? Yes, Samhain. <laughs> and so, yeah, I like that. I like that the, the masks have the little microchips in there, so when they watch the commercial, uh, bad shit happens. Yeah. And it's really cool. I love the practical effects in this movie. There's a lot of really cool stuff going on with the androids and, like, the battery acid coming out of them. Some, mm-hmm. some pretty gruesome kills in this movie. Really cool. Uh, we've already said this, but Doctor Big Chalice, uh, Big Phallus Chalice, <laughs> Doctor Big Phallus Chalice is awesome. Uh, Tom Atkins is just a, a really, really good actor in pretty much anything that he's in, and he's just a playa in this movie, and I, I love that. The masks are really, really cool. Uh, two of them are real Dawn Post masks. So the the witch and the skeleton were already being made. This one, so they brought in a third mask being the jack-o'-lantern. Yeah. But, oh. So all the scenes that you see in the movie where they are uh, in the, the manufacturing plant for the masks, that is a real Dawn Post real, manufacturing yeah, plant. Yeah, that's so cool. Really, really cool stuff there. So I love the masks in the movie. Can we just kind of say what our favorite mask is? I'm, I'm curious to hear what your favorite oh, mask is. Oh, the, the three? Yeah. Yeah. For me, the witch. Ooh, I'm gonna say the witch too. Yeah, that's that's where I was leaning. Yeah. It's it's something just evil about it. Yeah. It's, it's what it's a classic Halloween witch. Yeah, classic just what you think of as a witch: green and the nose. Yeah, and the, it's cool. Yeah. I like yeah. it a lot. Yeah, my ranking's the witch, the jack lantern, and then the skull. Same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Uh, I actually like Ellie because she's always looking for Papa, and, and that <laughs> makes me happy. Um, and I love the ending of this movie. When you want it to be a happy ending, it is not a happy ending. Everything kind of goes south in the end. It sure does. Yeah. So I like that. Uh, dislikes for the movie. The only thing I can really say about it is the acting is not super great. Uh, I think the dialogue is is just fine, but like uh, you know, Ellie, not the best actress in the world. Yeah. Uh, some of the stuff is kind of just goofy in there, but I mean, overall, I think it's a really good movie. It's funny how sometimes horror films don't bring out the best actors or actresses. You know, it's something about you have some standout parts. Like in this movie, there's definitely some good acting. But across the board, it's the kind of corny, cheesy, what you come to expect from a horror film acting, which we didn't really get a ton of that in the first two. Yeah. I mean, you know, it... it, it yeah, I can see where you're going with that. You know yeah, what I mean? You get, the, you get more of the sort of the corny... Yeah, I agree with you there, that the acting wasn't near as strong in this one it was in the first two. But what I do like about this movie, after I finally watched it, because I just... Oh god, I broke I just broke everything. Um my, my god. <laughs> I I avoided it for a long time when I finally watched it. It's like Carpenter wanted to do was make an anthology kind of installment and it kind of leaves me wondering just what if. I'm glad that we have all these Michael Myers, you know, uh storylines and plots to kind of carry on, but I would like to see what he could have done with like an anthology that kind of surrounds itself by Halloween. The overall mood of this movie is pretty good. It's, I mean, it's it's pretty dark, right? I mean, you put on this mask and fucking your head melts and the bugs come crawling out of you. Some cool effects there. Um, the part where the guy, he's one of uh, Cochran's cronies. <laughs> he pours the gasoline on himself and just sets himself on fire. That always freaked the fuck out of me. It's like, that's commitment to the cause, right? 
Um, I guess it's prior to you knowing that it was an android. It's, right, and it's exactly, and it's, and and so you kind of think that like, damn, that uh, that guy's like really protecting the secret, and and so much so that like, if he was an android, he definitely can't be caught and captured because that would really um, sort of ruin all all this this guy's Cochrane's plan. The so. evil plan. No, that's right, and and it's pretty freaky that Cochrane's plan is to kill kids. Kill kids. Yeah. 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 That's not something you see in movies very often. No, about the, the, no. the killing of the children. No, not at all. So yeah, and another another stand up part for me is the drunk guy in the alleyway. I love oh. that guy. Hey, <laughs> Cochrane. Fuck you! <laughs> yeah, that guy's awesome. Yeah, yeah. so where, where you have some misses with the acting, I think you get little little nuggets like that that are good. But all in all, I, I think it's great. I love the departure from Myers in that story to bring us something new and fresh. And, you know, had it not been Halloween 3 slapped on there, this film maybe we may be having a different conversation of yeah. where it stands. Mm-hmm. And Myers yeah. does make an appearance, but it's just on the TV. It's on the TV in the yeah. background, which I think is really cool that they yeah, did that. A little, as well. little yeah. nod yeah. to the yeah. franchise. But so my, my biggest dislike about the movie is that I took so long to see it. Hey, good point. Oh, good point. Should have watched it in a long time. Yeah, should have watched it a long fucking time yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah, so kills. Kills. So kills. Th- this one has quite a few so more kills. So you mentioned this right before we started recording, and I couldn't believe this. Yeah, so there's 32 kills in this movie. Unbelievable. That's but, tell us why. Well, there's really, if you look at like kills in general, there's like 17, but at one point, Dr. Chalice basically kills 16 of the Cochrane henchmen. Ooh. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. like 32 kills, uh, that's pretty badass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, a lot of creativity in this movie. Up the ante. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. good. But my favorite kill of the movie is when Buddy Cupford Jr. dies, the kid. And basically Cochrane sets up like a, a mock living room within yeah. the, the facility. <laughs> and they go in there and they think they're just going to be hanging out and, and watching the commercial. Uh, but Buddy Cupford Jr. has the, the jack-o'-lantern mask on. And um, when the commercial comes on... His face starts to melt, and bugs and snakes start coming yeah, out of his eyes. So, dude. I mean, that's pretty fucking that's crazy. Yeah, it was a good one. So that's my favorite. I like the the homeless guy. What's his name? Uh, Stalker. Is that it? Stalker. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love the decapitation. That yeah, was fucking cool. Yeah, that's my. Is that the one they just they just straight up fucking rip his head off? Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, I was back and forth between those two. So, oh nice. I don't even have to say anything because it's a tie. It is a tie for well, me. Marge Gutman was a close second for me. And oh, Marge died she... is pretty similar to <laughs> yeah, buddy, does. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Bugs and shit come out. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, you get a sense of what's about to happen to all these people with Buddy, and then that, I mean, he just just straight up ripped his head off. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Gotta love that. You do. Yeah. Yeah. So both of those are are It's just all, this one's cool, again, with the story, with, like, Cochran's trying to bring in this old tradition of of Samhain, and, you know, by by killing all these kids as, like, a sacrifice, then, like, the the witchcraft of old times will be able to come back. Yeah. It's just, like... If you really think about it, it's like, yeah, it's actually a really Santa cool Mira, The town yeah. itself is, like, really, like, hook. I mean, you're, it's a company town is what they call it, I think. Yeah. And so, like, everyone there is really brainwashed by this. And so it's a creepy setting as well um, for the movie because the whole town's real obsessed with uh, with the uh, sh- Silver Shamrock yeah. Corporation or whatever the fuck they're called. But yeah. yeah, it's, yeah and also, you. I... <laughs> I love the ending. I love the cliffhanger ending, kind of the nod to Invasion of the Body Snatches. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have a little conspiracy theory about the ending. Ellie, you know, maybe her acting uh, was kind of intentional because she was an android the whole, the whole time. time. The whole fucking time. Right. Because who bugged? She had a, kind of a guy's named Teddy, the right. uh, girl that obviously Chalice was phallus with. Dan doesn't do much to kind of trace her steps. She just walks in and says, hey, I'm his daughter. 
And, and we don't know that yeah. he had a daughter. Yeah, we don't know. And she just kind of, does kind of pop up out of nowhere. Yeah. And then at the very end, it's revealed that she was an android, you know? I think she was sent there to derail him from I getting the that. authorities involved. I love that. And you know what? From now on, I kind of feel like that's how I'm going to watch this movie with that in mind. Because I think it actually makes it better. Is that really what it's supposed to be? No, but it gives us no reason yeah. to think otherwise. That it couldn't be. Like, yeah. there's no there's indisputable no... evidence saying, like, no, that couldn't be a thing. Yeah, well, there's yeah. no, like, scene in the movie where they show, like, the henchman turning Ellie into a no. droid. She just no. all of a sudden is one. Yeah, so, yeah no, you know what? I've never really thought of it that way, but I think I'm going to start viewing it like that yeah, from now on. And according to Dan Chalice, she's kind of quite the machine in the bedroom, too. <laughs> Am I right? Hey, oh, 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 Lord. Yeah, that's oh, good. Uh, All right, well, is that... Uh... A little bit of trivia. Basically, Jamie Lee Curtis did the voice of the town uh, announcer, and she was the operator, and Annie played the ex-wife of... Dr. Dan Chalice Fallis. Ellie, she had a no nipple clause in her contract. Wait, she didn't have them at all? She had them removed. <laughs> well, film. you know what? Wow, that was so good. <laughs> I was speechless. She is like, look, I have no nipples, so we're not going to show my non-nipples, and we're not going to talk about my no nipples, okay? Okay. So no nipple clause. No nipple clause. Yeah. So if you're really good <laughs> throughout the year... The no nipple claws will come and see you <laughs> and drop off a little bag of cheese nips. You just come and sit on over the nipple claws and scream. Tell, tell old nipple claws what you want. What about yeah. them ho-hos? <laughs> wow. Hooligan, you were saying that Don Post, is that's an actual mask-making company? That's in the movie? Yeah, that's the real manufacturing plant for Don Post masks. So is it possible that um, if you bought a mask at that point that... It might have been in the movie. That's actually uh, very possible. Yeah, That's I actually funny. read that. That a lot of because in the background you see a lot of the masks set up on like these these uh-huh. drying racks and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, there's a very good chance that if you have a mask from that time frame, that it was in that movie. Yeah, they sold for like twenty five bucks, I think originally, which mm-hmm. is quite a hefty price tag back then. And it actually had the silver thing on the back, silver button on the back. Did it go through the micro- final chip. processing though? <laughs> well, a little bit no, of this and a little no, bit of that. No, it didn't. Yeah. It yeah. didn't. Because uh, it, it would have destroyed the world, uh-huh. but I yeah I think they really thought these masks were going to be kind of a cult item. You know I think that they thought that this is going to like elevate this film to like cult right. status, which I guess in a way it did, but not not, not that time. not with the mask, yeah, not not, and not the way they thought it was going. To. Right, that's a great movie. Uh, watch it, check it out. Let us know what you think of it, but, but we certainly like it. Don't don't do what we did. Don't don't sleep on this one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. On to. Halloween. Quattro. Quattro. Oh, maybe we could get Don Post and take a mask from that factory, and we could take it with us to the next uh, installment. Oh, yeah, he definitely would cool. need it. Yeah, he definitely would need it. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but we'll see you fuckers back in Hadfield. <laughs> if you'd like to keep in touch with us, please email us at 66.6ahar at gmail.com. We look forward to your thoughts, feedback, and recommendations. If you want to follow us on social media, catch us on Instagram and Facebook, 66.6 of horror. And on Twitter, you can follow us at 66 underscore horror. We look forward to hearing from you guys. So listen up and stay scary. Yes, we'll gather at the room. We'll gather 
Was that out of the lyrics? He looked at him. Yeah. Fucking beautiful, dude. <laughs> Damn, man. I got chills. <laughs> that was the voice of an <laughs> the angel. Voice of a dying old man. <laughs> a dying cat. Ooh. <laughs> All right, so we're talking Halloween 4 now. So, we're back on it, boys. Michael Myers is back. With a vengeance. Yeah. He is. That's like what the they... revenge of Michael Myers. Oh, no. 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 It's just the return. Just the return. Just the return. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, he maybe not quite with a vengeance. Maybe he's yeah. just kind of slowly making his way back into Haddonfield. So, thumbs up, thumbs up, boys. Thumbs up, thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two thumbs up. Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, I mean, thumbs up across the board again, so... Whoa, wait, is that four in a row? Four in a thumbs row. Up? How long is this shit gonna go for uh, before we... <laughs> Not very much longer. <laughs> you spoke too soon. Yeah. Have a, have a... You, you just hold hold in there, guys. Uh, you're, you're gonna about to hear about one that's a kind of a shitty one. Yeah. A bit. Yeah. Right. For now, we, we like this one. Yeah, so four, four works for me, for sure. Um, so let's take a trip down memory lane to that time. You going to the video store? We're going, we're going back to the video store. Okay, All that's right. where we're returning to. So we're taking it, we're returning to, back into the box. Thank you, ma'am. What should I get Did now? you rewind? Yeah. <laughs> no, bitch, I did <laughs> Fuck you. Charge me extra. <laughs> Try. All right, but you know what? Let's have Evil Eddie read us the synopsis. Yeah. From synops- the back of the VHS box. Here we go. The most ghoulish mass murder in history has been in a coma for 10 years. But tonight, he's awake, and Halloween has never been more terrifying. While being moved from a maximum security prison for the criminally insane, Michael Myers, the monstrous killer of Halloween's 1 and 2, regains consciousness and escapes. A trail of carnage leads Dr. Loomis, a medical professional all too familiar with Michael's case, to the small Illinois town that was the scene of Michael's ghastly crimes in the past. There, surrounded by murder and destruction, plunged into darkness by a power failure, left with virtually no hope of rescue, two young women find themselves trapped in their own home, stalked by the most dangerous creature alive. The latest installment in the most popular horror series in Hollywood history. Halloween 4 may very well be the most nightmarish of all. God damn, you're good at that. Wow, and you're quick too. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's a bit of the synopsis from the back and then the cover. Now, wait a second, boys. Mm, cover here no. is great. Amazing. It's is a great it, cover. We're actually in the movie. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Then, then, then we start so, to realize yeah. very, very soon that... What you see is not quite what you get. Nope, that mask is not in this movie, and neither is the Myers house. No, no. So, so it's real misleading. Yeah, very, uh, very misleading. I definitely, it's intriguing enough to watch it. I watched yeah. it, you know, but a bit. No, no, that mask is not in the movie. Yeah, yeah. no, no. Not, not in the movie. Now that synopsis, if you were watching this in order and you love the first three, this does rev you up. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's back to. I mean, it's back to Haddonfield, back to... Back to the roots. Yeah, back to where what we love about this franchise. So, um, we want to start off just kind of going around and talking about... Yeah, we'll like we've done for the other three. You know, again? Kick mm-hmm. us off. You want me to kick it off? Yeah, buddy. Get, get it going. going. All right, you know what? 
Let's talk about my likes about this one, all right? The mask. <laughs> you dick. Yeah. That's going to be in my dislikes. <laughs> Let me go through the likes first. Let me Start off on a negative first. Note. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the intro, very cool, very different from the previous three. Um, it's kind of just showing Haddonfield around Halloween time. Uh, I really like that. Yeah. The score, very nice score on this one. Same, uh, I guess, composer uh, from the second film, Alan Howarth. Uh, did a really, really good job with the music. Like that a lot. I love the story of this movie, uh, that Michael is back and he's after Jamie Lloyd, who's just a little girl. Yeah. Uh, again, we, we kind of talked about how uh, Cochran in the third movie was after children. Michael's after a kid in this one, and that's something that you don't see very often in no. movies. You know, Kids are just kind of excluded from, from horror yeah. movies because that's kind of a, a no-no. You don't want to talk about that. Yeah. Um, so I do like the story of this one. It's a very creepy story if you really think about it. I love the characters in the movie. Rachel... Jamie Lloyd, great. My favorite character of the film is Wade. Wade. And you know what Wade's got to do, man? He's got to make sure that timing is primo. primo. <laughs> Fuck off, Wade. <laughs> what? <laughs> Her daddy don't scare me. <laughs> yeah, but you know, money talks and bullshit walks. <laughs> A lot of good lines. Yeah. Oh. Wade is just fucking great. 100% man. of his lines are amazing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 100% of um, his lines. I do love Donald Pleasance being back in this yeah. with the, the terrible, terrible uh, makeup for his burn scars. Dude. They're just awful. And he's just such a pissed off character in this movie. <laughs> he's like, my, my face! You know? um, but those prosthetics for the, the burn scars are pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, but he's an excellent actor. So love that they brought him back for that. Um, and then another thing, I love, love, love the ending of this film. Mm. Uh, it is my second favorite ending of really? any of the oh. films in the Halloween franchise. Of course, they completely fucking ruin it in, uh, in Halloween 5. We'll get to that in a minute. But really no. awesome ending on this one. Dislikes. Cinematography. I have to say it. The color tone of this movie. It feels almost like a made-for-TV movie it really to does. me. I know yeah. it was made in the late 80s. Um, but I don't know, man. It's just like if you look at this one compared to the original John Carpenter's Halloween in '78, man, '78 just looks so much better, so much better. It yeah. even stands the test of time. This one, not so much for me. Another dislike. We already talked about it, but the poster. Uh, you know, I I think it's a badass poster. However, the mask that is in the poster is from the original movie. That mask is not in this movie. Uh, my third dislike is the fucking mask in this movie. It is absolutely the worst mask out of any of the movies in the franchise. It looks so stupid to me. They added these big, thick, like caterpillar eyebrows that look like they're surprised at all yeah, times. And Michael's always, always shocked. He's always shocked to be <laughs> there. Just... And not to mention, man, I have to say it. I'm just not really into the portrayal of Michael in general in this movie. The shoulder pads look goofy. The way he moves, it looks very stiff. He's just not very menacing, so I'm not really into Michael in this movie. Yeah. Uh, and we did talk about this. So that that new thing now is those those videos where they like. Uh, superimpose a face from one movie like on deep fakes or deep something. Fakes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they they take somebody's face from one movie and put it onto another person's face from a different movie. Yeah, and they kind of mix the two. So if that were to take place in this one, where they took the original mask from '78 and put it on this, I think this would be a much scarier movie. Hmm. Um, but again, the story of this movie, kick ass, really cool yeah. movie. I like it all around. There's just a couple of more dislikes. Than the previous movie. Than the previous movie. Yeah, but that's my thoughts out. on it. Yeah. Hooligan reaching out to Blumhouse to hopefully deep fake this and release it. And we know Blumhouse. We know you're listening. Yeah, so we yeah. know you're listening. <laughs> Eddie, do you want to go ahead and take a stab at it? Yeah. No, I love this fucking movie. This is actually probably my favorite as a kid. That's changed now, but 
the opening. It feels like Halloween. Awesome autumn feel to it. Maybe even more so than the predecessors. I love the characters in this. Just to name a few. Wade, Brady, Hitchhiker. That, that guy's awesome. Uh, Loomis, Meeker, and I love the little introduction by that uh, employee at Smith's Grove. That was fucking awesome. Brady, as much of a scumbag as they wrote him, he comes back to redeem himself. Jamie was great. Uh, very, very well portrayed by a nine-year-old actress. Rachel could be my favorite final girl ever. She is awesome. She is everything that Lori has, but tougher and really yeah, dedicated very to composed. her. Very Yeah, very dedicated to you know her role as a foster sister and as a high schooler. She shows yeah, but she sides. has to babysit Jamie, and she wants to go out on a date. Yeah. Fuck. And just, uh... Which, okay, no, I don't want to get bogged down. Go ahead, because that, no, well, that that's... No, no, we're, if Brady was mine... Hunk a hunk a man cock. That guy is a stud. He and, must work out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh... I, I, I didn't like the mask either. I can't believe that. As important as that is, how the fuck did a cod not say, go fucking try again? before you yeah. guys film any of this shit. Yeah, because it's not like... At this point now, we're we're four movies in, and two of them have had the mask, and it's like kind of a thing. It's weird that it's got that far. I yeah. mean, it's slipped through a lot of hands. What's really strange to me is that, obviously, the, the poster or the cover art had to have made been made post-production, and so they were probably looking at it like, huh, this was mask... was made pre-production. Pre-production. Yeah. I, okay, I didn't. Okay. Yeah, there was a. Cut this out of that sequence. <laughs> no, 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 but that, you sound great as an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> just being an asshole. <laughs> yeah. But I, I will say this I do like the cinematography of the movie. It does. I mean, like I said, it felt like autumn. I, I love the scenes in the alley where Michael's just walking around within reach of Rachel and Jamie. I thought it was really well portrayed. When the lighting is darker, and the mask becomes less distracting. I do like the Michael. He's not my favorite Michael. Probably my least favorite Michael at this point. I do love the ending. I thought, man, what would have been if we would have just gotten that ending and it went from there? Again, I, I'm going to agree with Hooligan. That's my second favorite ending to the Halloween franchise wow, as well. Cool. So, uh, eh, Lynn, what do you have to say? I, um, I definitely like this movie. I definitely think that more about this movie works for me than, than doesn't. Things to point out, uh, first and foremost, yeah, we'll just go ahead and say it. We're all in agreement. Mask does not work, but doesn't take away, I think, from the film, which is which is tough because it's it's fucking close. It's yeah. just, Myers is just distracting in this one the way he looks. You get some good kill scenes with Myers. He uses his hands a lot and uses this brute force, uh, just his strength in this one. I love love. Uh, was it Mister Sayer, the priest? I want to see a movie about this guy, like, roaming across the country, like, hunting oh, yeah. evil. A spinoff, yeah. He's just, he's just great. He's just yeah. a great addition to this movie. Um, I love the, the, the gang of beer bellies that, that, you know, scour the town looking for Myers. I think that they're a great addition. I always like movies. I always like scenes in movies where a group of people has to batten down the hatches and have, like, a last stance. And you kind of... You get a little sense of that where they go to the house and they're boarding everything up. He hands over the rifle to uh, to Brady and he's like, you know how to use this thing? Like Kind of like an Aliens, wherever they, they seal off all the doors and exits and entrances. They're ready for it and I, 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 I dig that. You know, sort of introduce this new element to Michael uh, where he has this for this weird thing, that connection he has with Jamie. She sees him and he's not really there. It's not like they're brother and sister. It's an uncle after all. 
Um, I don't know. It's nitpicking. You know what I mean? It just... I think that they were trying to add a different element to the Myers character. This wasn't um, really necessary. It is not yeah. super necessary. Uh, but yeah, I mean, all in all, like the score works. It's it's got a little bit more piano in it. We got it. We get a gun kill that actually having to fire the gun, which is always exciting when mm-hmm. you can implement that. A uh, gun impalement. Yeah, and Michael, I guess while he's away for this for this time between, I guess we're bridging the gap between. 78 and 88. 78 and 88, because it doesn't really make any well, reference it, it to 78 two, right? for two as well as the same night. The same, same night. night. So, yeah, or, same the movie yeah. came out. Yeah. Well, however long, for so the past 10 years, he's been practicing Kav McGraw, which I think is neat, because in the bed of the pickup truck, he definitely does some, like, fucking Steven Seagal, like, Kav McGraw-type moves. Which, is, it just shows, again, that Michael's a badass. Yeah, yeah. He's he a can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Uh, and no. he also <laughs> was doing mental sit-ups the entire time. This guy, has got yeah. abs of steel. Yeah, he and, does. I mean, and, he, and even when he's hanging on to underneath the car, like, he's some nice core and upper body strength there. Yeah. Good little twist at the end with Jamie and, and that sort of thing, which, as we go into five, we figure out it kind of, waters down that ending of Tad, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, it certainly Just does Just a little that. bit. And I think it's... Like, I, you know what's weird is I think I liked it more as a kid. I enjoyed it, and I don't have a lot to say about it, but I don't I don't think it's anywhere near as good as the first two. I think there is a significant drop-off. For the first three, Agreed. actually. I mean, but still like the movie, but yeah. yeah I still like it, but it, there is... A noticeable, like, decline in, uh, just across the board yeah. in the movie. Like, just, you know. Well, I think it was the studio just trying to, to milk it for what sure. it was. They saw sure. a franchise. They saw marketable uh, stuff. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Think, yeah. And obviously it worked. I mean, there's there's still Halloween movies being made today. There's, Absolutely. There's 11 films. Yeah, that yeah. Right it's here, like so. we're talking about that. I mean, yeah. th- there's Halloween movies peppered in every once every five, ten years at the most. Yeah. You know, you've got some, in 70s, 80s, 90s, aughts, late aughts. Yeah. You know. Now, Lynn, would you say that if you got a different mask, um, would that change your? Uh, would you say it's a less significant drop off? Had it been the bandages, even just no mask. Oh, Ooh. I wish that it would have been the bandages. If it had just that been the bandages, awesome. that would have been cool. That'd it's been almost like torture. like Jason in Part Two, where he just has like the potato sack. Yeah, yeah. it's not necessary. Like it, it, it yeah. would have made a, a more impactful scare tactic if he just would have had the bandages. Mm. For me. Yeah, maybe maybe a bit more impactful. I someone do it. Shit, yeah, if you yeah. if you're one of those people that's talented enough, do that. Yeah, and let be, let us see it or do cool. a clip and just. I, I yeah. mean, but just to piggyback off of what you were just asking, no, I don't think that if there was a different mask, it would have really made this movie that much better. No, um, I think it's a good movie. I really do. It's, it's just not as solid as the. It's original. good, but I I'll say this much: like I give it a thumbs up, but it's. It's like it's borderline for me, and on, on all had to think about it. Yeah, I, I was like really on the fence of like, yeah. eh, but it's still good enough. I guess the reason it's that five makes this movie look so fucking good. Yeah, that's a good. Point. But anyway, besides the point, any interesting trivia? Can we talk about the kills? Oh, that's right, wound you kills. Okay, so there are twenty one kills in this movie, Ooh. so a little bit less than uh, part three, but more than one and two combined. Mm-hmm. Okay, my favorite kill would be one of the first kills of the movie. It's attendant black. Thumb to the forehead. Oh, that's a good one. I, I think that would be a pretty shitty way to die. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. man, I'm just, I'm just in the back of this yeah. new van with this dude who's unconscious. Oh wait, he's alive! Yeah, and he's gonna yeah. poke me in the forehead with his thumb. Right. Real that's hard. where you see like some fucking strength from Michael. Yeah, that, I don't know, man. That would hurt. And he's mid sentence too. <laughs> in the film, it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. Pretty yeah. awesome. So that's awesome. my favorite. Yeah. What? Wait a minute. He kills the two. No, three. Four people. Four people. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, he kills okay. the attendants in the back, and then he. Oh, they crash thinking, how the... do we get the twenty some odd kills? But okay, so there's four right off the bat, right yeah. there. Okay. Yeah. 
Favorite kills. Yeah, I mean, Thumb of the Head, for me, is, yeah. is a good one. It's a memorable one. It's a memorable one. I think that was even added in later. It was it added was, in later. Both. They wanted some more violence yeah. in yeah. the movie. So, so yeah, that, yeah. I, I think what you said earlier, the shotgun uh, impalement to the swinging door. I thought that was cool. Yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. since uh, he was right there hiding in plain sight. I thought that was cool. So Yeah. Uh, that that would be my favorite. Cool. Fun trivia? Anything? Uh, yeah. I got something. I don't know if you guys knew this, but this was not the original intent of the movie was this script. Uh, definitely a different idea. So basically, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill were going to be on board for this movie, and they hired... Dennis Etchison, which you may not have heard of, but if you're a diehard fan of the franchise, you might have read Halloween 2 and 3 novelizations. If you're a John Carpenter fan, you might be familiar with The Fog. Jack Martin wrote the novels for The Fog and Halloween 2 and 3 novelizations. That was a pseudonym for his actual name, which is Dennis Etchison. He was originally hired on to write the script. Wrote a script uh, centered around Tommy Doyle and Lindsay Wallace. Uh, ten years later, it was still ten years later, and it was going to be basically following them. I ain't gonna lie, I'd rather see that. Yeah. The Jamie Lloyd storyline doesn't do a whole lot for me. Okay, gotcha. Well, but that's just yeah. personal. I didn't, I didn't know that at all about the, the author for the, the second and third novelization was brought on as a screenwriter. That's, that's cool. really cool. Yeah. John Carpenter and uh, Deborah Hill didn't like what Mustafa Akkad's uh, intentions were, so they sold him the rights to their portions of the franchise. Dennis Etchison was not involved in that uh, trade-off, so he kind of lost it. Basically, they hired a new crew to script it out and cast it and do everything. So the guy who wrote the film wrote in 11 days to beat a writer's strike. And uh, so 11 days is all it took to write this Well, movie. in that case, it's genius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Pretty much all the crazy uh, trivia I have for that. Yeah, that's some good ones, though. Anything else you got? Or? I don't think so. Okay, all right, guys. Now to the, the crown jewel of the <laughs> yeah. franchise. <laughs> yeah, okay. Halloween 5, here Halloween we come. Halloween Cinco. I was hope I was really hoping like you guys would be like we don't have to fucking talk about this movie. I don't have a lot to say. I mean, we don't necessarily have to. <laughs> we don't have to do any of this uh, shit actually. Not. But we do it for you guys because yeah. we know how much you're wanting us to talk about this movie in particular. Hey, you know what? Something tells me you guys are gonna give this a thumbs down. I can't read minds, but uh, you can't. Know. Well, Eddie, what do you give it? Thumbs down for sure. <laughs> this movie is trash. Lynch? Thumbs down. For me, man, thumbs way down. Yeah, it's, yeah. it is a hard thumbs down from yeah. this guy. Yeah. yeah, no, thumbs down all around. Yeah, thumbs down all around town. Yeah, yeah. Well. Uh, so you know, Eddie, do, do your thing. Read off the synopsis. Yeah, Let's so see if this is even in the video store. Yeah, we go back cover. to the video store. Back, oh. we're returning. Okay, so let's oh, officially well, well, return four. We're done, right? <laughs> we're returning this. We're going yeah, okay. we're returning. Here we go. I want, did we're you getting... rewind? The no, I didn't fucking rewind it. Stop asking me. You got that thing, that machine that only rewinds tapes. I know you have it. I've seen you put shit in there, bitch. So you <laughs> didn't rewind it? I'm not trying to nitpick here. <gasps> <laughs> so hey, you know what? I walk into the video store. I see this. Holy fuck! Does this look awesome? Read it off for us, eh? Holy shit, the cover looks amazing! Now let me turn it over, and let's get started. The petrifying specter of Michael Myers shatters Haddonfield once again in this fifth Halloween shocker that picks up where Halloween 4 ended. 
Michael's niece, nine-year-old Jamie, now has a telepathic bond with her uncle. Though she is unable to speak, she knows where and when he will strike again. Dr. Loomis hopes to use Jamie's ability to finally stop the demonic killer. But Michael remains as elusive as ever as he embarks on another savage murder spree, filling each new victim with hot-stopping terror before he strikes. Racing from one unnerving tense scene to another, and featuring the climactic moment when Michael takes off his mask, Halloween 5 is a masterpiece of modern horror in the true Halloween tradition. Don't watch it alone. Masterpiece my fucking ass! Yeah, yeah not that a fucking sound, masterpiece! Uh, that doesn't sound great, and that doesn't sound like the real movie after watching it. So. I mean, the cover for this one's really cool. Yeah, oh, but I'm not, I'm not, bam- not going to be bamboozled yet. You, you, you might be bamboozled if you think <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get in there and see this mask, because you're no, not. Yeah, no. but I walked into the video store, and as a matter of fact, when I did walk in the video store, initially and saw this, I thought... This has got to be one of the better of the franchise. Yeah, it says it on the box. Yeah. It's it a fucking does. modern masterpiece. Yeah, it says it's it in the true the Halloween box. fashion, huh? Mm. Really? Nah. So far, I, I like it better than four, and I like it better than two in terms of the cover. Oh, in terms of the cover. Yeah. I was like, uh, This podcast is officially over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are divorcing you. <laughs> oh, Just, man. Oh. Uh, so all dislikes across the board. We well, have... Good feelings about the the V eight the, the box art and the synopsis. Hey, it leads us to believe yeah. it could be yeah. winner winner pumpkin I mean, dinner. Yeah, the cover is good. I think it is a better cover than four, but it's the exact same image of the mask from yeah. four. Same yeah, half face. Uh, so yeah, there's some serious bamboozling going oh, on. Fuck yeah, there is. They were doing everything they can to get people to, to buy into this one, but didn't quite work out. No. Um, Eddie, start us off, because I know on a side conversation, as a matter of fact, you called me the other day, and you're like, don't tell Hooligan, but I got a real hard-on for five, and I just want to save Show it for the podcast. I want to save it for the podcast, and we record to talk about it. Like, don't say anything. So I've waited all this time. So tell us how much you love this movie. Oh, man. <laughs> it's so amazing. It is... It's truly an incredible masterpiece, like the back says. No, I'm kidding. But this isn't the worst of the Halloween franchise, so don't worry. If you get a chance to watch it, maybe just watch it with a group of friends. There is some fun scenes in it. So let me start off with some likes. Rachel being stalked by Myers in that sequence during the day, I thought was pretty cool. The way it starts off with the intro, with the pumpkin carving, thought that was fucking cool. That's the first thing you see. It does grab your attention. And then it does a recap of the fourth one, and then it's all downhill from there. Yeah. Uh, but Rachel, that scene with Rachel is really fucking cool, where she's being stalked and ultimately killed. You really feel like you're in that house. Loomis, uh, he overacted to kind of compensate for the rest of the movie. <laughs> I, and, that, and that's the only thing I can say. He's kind of a dick in this movie. He's not super likable, but he's really passionate in this. When he meets Roger Bedactor... From Ace Ventura. <laughs> Charlie! Yeah, Charlie! <laughs> I, I love that scene. And you know what? The very end, kind of the, the chase throughout the house, that was pretty good. You know, the laundry chute, I guess, to where Michael chases Jamie through it. Fucking cool. It's a terrifying scene, really. Yeah, it yeah. really is. However, oh, the Myers house, it went from a... You know, a Midwestern farmhouse to a run-down Victorian castle? What the fuck? Anyone knows that? Tina, not my favorite character. She's a little too energetic. If you listen to any other podcast or watch any videos on YouTube, people 
hate Tina. I don't think she's as bad as people make her out to be. And if we're talking about side stories, I'm pretty sure she has a pretty cool backstory according to some conspiracies that she had a very traumatic childhood. That's why she acts the way she does. The Fonzie guy, I can't stand him. The In the fucking really badass sports car. And <laughs> the man in black. What the fuck? There's no way to connect the dots. Yeah. It's just fucking thrown in there. I just right. don't know what to say other than what the fuck with the man in black. Yeah. Yeah, it makes really no sense. It's thrown It's thrown in there at the end. So you feel pretty good about <laughs> how, how well perceived this movie is from you? Oh, uh, yeah. I think... What's what's odd about this movie for me, though probably one of my least favorites, man, this may be my least favorite of all of them. I don't know. It, it's close. Anyway, besides the point. Oh, trust I, me, you'll resurrect the least favorite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I would like to see more merchandising from this movie than any of them. <laughs> I would. I, I'm not kidding around. I want to see a Michael Myers in that barbarian mask figure. Oh, the Richard Nixon. Yeah, the Richard. It's like kind of like a barbaric, zombified Richard. I don't know what's going on there. I want to see that figure made. I want to see them do uh, a Super 7 like reaction figure, whatever, with Michael Myers in the car. The black Trans Am. I want to see that made. So yeah, I want to see a lot of merchandise from this movie. But the movie itself, I, I'm just not a huge fan of. The things that, that really stand out to me that I do like... I think that Donald Pleasance is great in this movie. He's kind of fucking losing it a bit. The overacting, like, uh, um, Loomis is 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 kind of getting sick of this Michael's bullshit by now. <laughs> and you can tell. Like, he's yeah. losing his fucking mind. So that's good. Well, I wish that they would have, like, maybe expanded on this weird pirate guy that keeps him alive for exactly one year. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, because he lives in this really cool kind of, like, Goonies-esque, like, hut. And I think he's a devil worshiper. And, like, he keeps Michael alive and he brings him out to health only for Michael to kill him just without even saying thank you. Like, I want to know more about that guy. They didn't expand on it. Maybe that's Michael's way of saying thanks. Maybe it's his way of saying thanks. Uh, but I think that the rest of this movie is just annoying. I hate that they kill off Rachel so early. Uh, I can't stand any of the other fucking teenage characters. They're all annoying. This one has, for the first time, I feel like we have the real horror film tropes. The real, like, stereotypical kind of horror film bullshit that's in here. Yeah. It's just thrown in there for the sake of being a horror film. And I think that's why it's so annoying. We don't really see that in the rest of them. But yeah, uh, he changes weapons a lot. He uses, like, a hay fork, which is kind of cool. Um, kind of like an homage to maybe Friday the 13th or something. I don't think it was intentional, but... Um, I don't know. What else is there to say about this movie, man? It just, it misses the mark on so many levels, but Pleasance is great. Give me more Halloween 5 merchandise, because I'm a sucker for that just off-the-wall, random, weird shit. Yeah, it just, I don't know, nothing, nothing really stands out to me. Like, the things that are in there, just like the chasing on the cars, really, like, fucking long-winded, and the, the gags in the barn... Or like, like it's one gag on top of another. It's like uh, a, a fake jump scare after fake jump scare. And it's just like, there's no real payoff for that. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It's and just... I have a note, and maybe someone can help me with this. And I put stars by it, and I wrote it down. It's like, I said, uh, those kittens were working for Michael. Mm. I think the, he planted those cats there in order to lure in people from in the barn, right? Well, yeah, we, we already established that Michael is a cat person. That's right. why he kills yeah. dogs. Michael loves pussy. Yeah, he's just... A, <laughs> <laughs> that needs to be a shirt! Yeah. Halloween 5, Michael loves pussy. Yeah. I'd buy it. That, if that was on the cover, I'd definitely <laughs> want it. Say, yeah, that's all. Nothing uh, else needs oh, to be said. Yes, and one more thing, I'm going to pass it on to uh, 
to uh, Hooligan, the scariest thing in this movie, the fucking scariest part, is the creepy lady at the party just sitting there. <laughs> oh my god. Oh yeah, I forgot about the creepy what? lady. Holy fuck! Yes. <laughs> Why is she there? Like, fuck Michael and his long hair and, and whatever. And like, the, that lady is just, she's creepy. Yeah. AF. Mm. Yeah. I don't but know, anyway. man, that's, it, it, Yeah, this movie has a lot of things that kind of don't make sense. Yeah, so so my list of likes is is not very long. Um, I do like the intro, the the pumpkin carving. The score is good in this one. Alan Howarth does the score again, so you can't really go wrong there. Uh, Donald Pleasance is Loomis again. I think he's great. I like his prosthetics on his face a little bit more on this one. It seems like they're they're a little better done. Yeah. But yeah, he's losing his shit for sure. Uh, I like the end when he's he's really losing it and he's basically yeah, dragging. Good. Yeah, he's dragging Jamie around. He's like, "Come get your little yeah, girl, I Michael." Lost it, man. And then he traps him under the chains. He's like, "Die, yeah. Michael!" And beats he's the shit out of him like him. a piece of wood. Yeah. Die, Michael! <laughs> I like that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And I, and I love it when he says, "Jolly." Yeah. And he Michael kinda... Myers is out there. <laughs> <laughs> and and you you always like. That's your impression, go-to impression of Loomis is his crying to anger. Yeah. He's so sad, but he gets angry! Yeah, yeah that's, that's the, the range of pleasance. Yeah, the range of pleasance. Yeah. That's good. That's, that's, that's a thing. Uh, then, I guess my last like of the movie is Michael's usage of garden tools. I think that he, he mm. kind of expands upon his weaponry. Uh, dislikes. Here we go. How much time you got? All right. Um, <laughs> Jamie Lloyd. Uh, what the fuck? So the the ending twist of four is that now Jamie has in, you know inherited the killer gene. The evil. You know, so you feel like she just killed somebody. Well, guess what? She just stabs her yeah, uh, it, it foster weakens, mom. It weakens a really good ending. Yeah, it uh, totally. It totally yeah. ruins a fucking great ending. So yeah. uh, she only she stabbed her foster mom, and now she's in a like kind of a home for adolescent whatever i don't know some kind of kids home thing i don't know special yeah. needs special needs thing i don't know she's also mute all of a sudden for like half the film and then she can fucking start talking well yeah all of a sudden <laughs> oh by the way i can talk again they should have just kept going with the mute thing they have this telepathic uh, you know connection between her and michael that doesn't really make any sense so i i just don't like jamie lloyd at all in this movie um, I don't like any other characters in this movie in general. No. I, I think they're all just pretty annoying. They are. Other than the old lady at the party. I mean, just yeah. really good placement there. If you don't know what we're talking about, just, just watch. That's the reason to watch this movie is to find her. And when you do, email yeah, us. Let us exactly. know Exactly. She's just sitting in a chair, hanging out, rolling a blunt. It's Probably. Cool. Probably. The uh, Myers house, uh, which is now a castle, makes no fucking sense. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I don't like the poster. We already talked about that earlier, sim simply for the fact that that mask is, again, not in the movie. And let's talk about the mask. The mask is better than four, uh, but a stinker nonetheless. Yeah, it looks which really is not weird. saying a lot. No, uh -huh. it looks really strange, man. It I, does. I just, so, Speaking of mask, which what I find very odd, at the end of the movie, when they have him in the jail cell, they saw the fucking mask on him. Like, yeah. that is so dumb. That would not happen. He glued it onto his face. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now that makes sense. I love this movie. It's fucking great. Uh, five stars. Well, he took the mask off. Up. Yeah. He took the mask off at some point. Can we... Can we say that that was fucking stupid? Yeah. Oh, when he's talking, when he's like, like looking at Jamie in the yeah. very end and yeah. crying. So, and take it off there, but the police yeah. officers, when he's max security jail cell, it's like, you know, we'll just leave it on. Well, he's more comfortable. They didn't show the scene. There was a little bottle of super glue right there, and he's like, you know what? Uh, this I, is, you know, I, this is the goddamn last time yeah, I take that, that mask off. That must be on the HD DVD 
Um, a special feature. Yeah, the Xbox version. Xbox, yeah, yeah, Xbox exclusive. So, yeah, I mean, that that's pretty much my uh, thoughts on the film. Don't really care for this one. It's not my least favorite in the franchise, but that's probably second The wheels are starting to wobble a bit on the Halloween train. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. starting to get off the rails a little bit, but... Yeah. Uh, Kills. There's some good kills. There's 21 kills in the movie, so pretty Which good amount the, of kills. The mystery man at the end of the movie does more killing than Michael. In the yeah, he does. Jets. The man in black. Yeah, the man in black does more more killing in that one than Michael does in yeah, this movie. That is true, but I, I feel <laughs> that my favorite kill, best kill of the movie for me, is Samantha Thomas when she gets sliced in the chest by the scythe, by the oh. sickle. Ooh, you know, yeah. The, yeah, usage was... of the garden tools. Right. So I yeah, like that one. Kind of stood tools. out, but other than that, I don't really like this movie. Yeah, it's a good kill. I mean, sure, I'll go with that one. Yeah, nothing else stands out. More memorable, and right? And yeah. the one with the um, fucking scumbag and the hot rod, his uh, trowel to the face, that was cool. Yeah. But I'm going to go with um, Rachel. I thought that her death was shocking. And it's a shame, too, because it, you, you don't feel like there's anything that can be altered to make this movie better. And I think the... the what... Oh, sure, just uh, ch change Jamie to the killer and uh, scrap everything else in the movie. Yeah, so, I mean, exactly. It's drastic. It's not like... You could even say, oh, you could tweak it to do this, or it's like, you know, four could be better if the mass was different, yeah. and this, that, and another. With this one, it's it's kind of just a lost cause, and the things that, that work never really get going. No, and what sucks about it is that they introduce the man in black. They don't tell you why when uh -uh. you see him, and, and we're going to talk about part six here in a second. Uh, they start using that man in black to try and segue into six, and that sucks. It sucks that they had to, you know, try and capitalize on that yeah. and make a story out of it because it really it has I, no purpose. I think was they just were trying something different and fresh to try to keep the franchise with some life into it, something kind of new. And hey, when that happens, it just doesn't always work, right? Right. And I think that's probably the big reasoning behind it. It's, hey, yeah. we'll introduce this man in black. We'll do this. And it just kind of falls flat. Yeah, it does. Not fleshed out. Okay, Not do we have any lighting. trivia things that you guys want to say before we move on? I got a couple. Uh, it is the lowest grossing film of the franchise. Maybe something had to do with very half-baked script that was written and filmed and then released exactly a year later. So yeah. uh, none of this existed prior to 4 starting. Insane to me that mm. that's the case. I really thought that all these were just filmed at the same time and they kind of did it like uh, Back to the Future 2 and 3 or something. You know, they yeah. Filmed those at once and then just released them. That's crazy. So that, no wonder. Yeah. Oh, it was absolutely rushed. Other than that, I, I, I don't think I have anything trivia-wise. Nothing really interesting Lynn, about this you got any, any trivia? No. Nothing? Um, you know, it's uh, the movie exists. Yeah. So know that. Yeah, uh, for better or for worse. Yeah. Okay, right. well, moving on, right? Moving on to Halloween 6. Cool. Actually, that'll do for today. We're out of time, so we'll come back and pick up the rest of the sequels in a part two of this episode. But before you click over, tell us something. Do you agree or disagree with us? Did we miss something? Is there something horror-related that you would like to hear us cover? Make sure and let us know. Like and subscribe to us on social media to keep in touch with us between episodes. We look forward to hearing from you. So listen up. And remember... Say scary! Get six! Get six! Get six to six!